Welcome to Peter's Podcast, where we talk about real yoga, actual happiness, and deep living. Thanks for joining me. Hello, I'm glad you could join me. I just re-listened to the previous episode that I um, recorded about the kleshas, which we're going to pick up on today. And I had forgotten that I gave you homework. Holy cow, this is crazy kind of podcast, one that has homework. I asked if you would pay attention over the coming time to how many times we use the word I and define ourselves and hopefully you you did a little of that. If you if you haven't listened to the previous episode of this podcast, I would suggest that you do it because we're talking about a little um, set of things called the kleshas, uh, uh, five different things that are obstacles or afflictions. Sometimes it gets translated away, things that are in the way that make it very hard for us to have viveka or clarity and instead leave us in a state of avidya or confusion about what really is. And I go into those two things in a lot of detail in the previous episode. So you could start there. And today I wanted to pick up um, with potentially, hopefully, a little bit of a sense of how many times we said I and then defined ourselves um, and how much we do that as a regular part of who we are, what we are. And um, as I said in the last episode, it's totally natural for us to do this. This is the nature of our being. And when I say it's natural, I don't mean it's like, yeah, we're all flawed. I mean, literally, this is what we are. So we have these five states or five things going on in us. And they're called afflictions, as I said last time, in a kind of uh, derogatory way uh, historically. But we're thinking of them more as like, these are situations of our being, and we keep evolving to deal with them in more enlightened ways. So these five kleshas are avidya, meaning confusion about what is. And last time I spoke a great deal about asmita, or the sense of I. I am such, right? So it's hard to imagine an alternative to that. But yogis in their brilliant expansiveness could envision a situation in which there was no sense of I. And how did they do this? Because they meditated and they have the experience of that, right? You have more and more opportunity of disconnecting from I. And, the, you know, um, a teacher that I've been reading Lately, I, I, I'm, I'm stumbling because it's a very ancient book. So to say I'm reading him, it's, it's a little bit of a stretch to say that exactly. But I'm reading the teachings of this teacher that were compiled. And, you know, he literally describes this moment as there is simply consciousness. There is only Brahman. There is only everything. And when in the everything... 
there is this notion of I. It emerges like a like a, a current in the ocean of existence, but as soon as it does, because the consciousness is powerful, like our dreams, we can dream up a world every night if we want to, right? Not necessarily if we want to, but we do often. So that's what happens. Like this notion of I comes about and the I has characteristics or it has what we're about to talk about, the next two kleshas, and then boom, here's a whole life, right? And a whole life could equal a whole eon. So let's talk about those next two things. We have from oneness, this sense of I, and the I has a, like an intention. We, we use the word often in yoga, sankalpa, and, and sometimes we use it in a positive way, like it's I am trying to find what it is that I want that will help me evolve, right? But it, it more generically means a desire, so when we have the desire for something to occur, we run into the next two kleshas, and they are raga and dvesha, where raga is attachment. It, it's got a, a number of meanings, including a beautiful like, uh, thing in Indian music where it has a certain kind of connection to beats and, and rhythm and, and syllables, etc. Um, it, it can also mean anger, but when we're talking about it in this context, it means like desire, attraction, passion, attachment. Right? And raga has a complementary or an opposite that is also included in the five kleshas, and that is dvesha, so raga, dvesha, where raga means attachment or desire or passion, dvesha means repulsion or aversion. Both of those two things work together and they define us. What kind of person am I? I'm the kind of person who likes X. I'm the kind of person who would never do Y. Right? And you build up that list over the course of living, and it's literally your personality. It is who you think you are because you have this sense of I-ness, right? Asmita. And as I said in the previous episode, this is natural and it's not necessarily a problem because it's natural, right? So we are supposed to have those things in this experiencing that we're doing, the problem is a confusion. And that's why I like to translate avidya not as ignorance, but as confusion, the confusion of who am I in totality, that I am both this individual experiencing and I am the oneness. So if I can keep in perspective raga and dvesha and know that these are things that this particular I is attracted to and averted to, then I can take those things with a grain of salt that lets me be able to allow for life to unfold the way that it does. 
I, you know, get to talk to a lot of uh, very smart people in my teaching practice. And often they'll come to me because they have a question or because they have a problem or because they're facing some challenge. And almost always the nature of the challenge is I don't want things to be the way they are. So, and again, this is natural. It's a part of our nature to see the things around us as problems and then to be averted aversion. I don't know. I forget what the right form of that verb is averted to them. I don't want them. Right. Or to see the things that I do want as what will make me happy. Right. So if I could only get this, then life would be red. Then it's good. Now, now it's a good life. Right. And that is just not the nature of things. The nature of things is drama. And I don't exactly know why. I think, it's, I, I think it's a drama because otherwise we wouldn't be involved in it. It wouldn't be interesting. We would just, it's like playing a kid's game otherwise, right? It's too easy. There's nothing interesting to do. And the nature of what we're up to here is being engrossed in a story. You know, it's like the greatest film ever made in 3D smell, touch, taste, <laughs> sense, sensu round, right? And here we are, but we have the capacity to step outside the movie and that's what we get with a practice of yoga. What prevents us from having that perspective that lets us enjoy the experiencing and be able to step out According to the Yoga Sutras, it's the kleshas that we're confused because our sense of I is out of perspective and we're being driven by attachment and aversion. And so we are constantly being tugged into this uh, sense of if only it would change, then I could do what's supposed to be done, right? Then life would be working properly. Whew. that's a tough one, you know, because who doesn't want what they want and who doesn't want to get rid of the stuff they don't want? Yogis, Bhagavad Gita says that's how you figure out whether or not you've got it squared away. If you receive gold or you receive dirt and you feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And... Again, our nature is that we're going to try to pursue the gold. You know, we're going to try to have what we're attracted to. But the instruction, the guidance, the the evolved way is to not get upset when you don't get that because you recognize, ah, that's just the way things are. So you can point yourself at something but you have to allow the world to be what it is. And to get, you know, like crazy big picture on it, this ancient teacher that I mentioned earlier, Vashista, you know, said that what we're seeing, what we're getting is what we desired. It was our interest 
in the first place that brought this into being, right? So, I mean, that if your focus is on what's happening in the material world, that sounds really awful, really cruel. I mean, obviously no one wants terrible things to happen to him or her or them. So that's not the level we're talking about. We're talking about the creation of a, a way, a set of circumstances, and not only circumstances individually, but the nature of the world. We're, we're in some way agreeing to come participate in that. And, you know, that's not unique to yoga. That's, that's a pretty commonly held concept throughout all historical thought. So Raghadvesha, as the third of the kleshas, avidya, confusion, asmita, I, raga, attachment, dvesha, repulsion, or aversion to things. If we can get those things in perspective, we're in essence evolving. We're understanding more and more what's at play. The fifth of the kleshas, and this is really um, most, I think, appropriately thought of in the realm of the Yoga Sutra's focus on meditation and achieving the state of meditation, of self-realization, of realization of the consciousness that is at our source, at our core. And so the fifth of the kleshas is called Abhinivesa. And Abhinivesa is the fear of death and our will to live, right? Our, our, our concern that we're going to die becomes an obstacle to us having the experience of meditation. And this is very, very much tied in with asmita because if you're in a state of oneness where everything simply is everything, there's no dying involved. Uh, Krishna says this to Arjuna in the Bhagavad Gita. He says, no, you're confused. No one's born, no one dies. There just is me. Him. He, he's speaking as the energy of the universe. But in our experiencing, we have very much a sense of I and of dying. And when you are considering yourself in the perspective of an individual having experience, then this fear of dying makes total sense. Again, it's natural, right? Every being that is alive in our experiencing plane is trying to survive. And so what we're talking about here is not that I shouldn't want to live, but that there's a fear that this I is going to go away if I do meditation, I'm going to change. I'm going to become someone else. I remember very clearly when I was first learning meditation, I was afraid that, oh my gosh, I'm gonna like become like a, a guru or something. I'm gonna become like a monk or I'm gonna have to change my name or this and that and the other thing, right? And it all happened. <laughs> but 
the thing is that I was never not also me that I was all the time when I wasn't doing yoga practice, right? So this fear of death is that if you let go, you're going to lose your personality. You're going to lose the jiva or the, the individual part of consciousness. And instead, the, um, the great statement is we want to have jiva mukti. We want to have the freeing of the jiva to reconnect with, to understand it's a part of the whole again. Right? That like a wave cresting, it has a uniqueness, but it doesn't not uh, stay part of the ocean. And it's the same with this jiva atman, that it's still a part of the ocean of consciousness, but it's also taking on this role as a wave within that. So that's what we're aiming for. And our fear of death, though, is really strong. And so it takes a little bit of practice and patience and uh, kindness to yourself to allow for the feelings that, that doing this work brings up, that you may have a sense of, wait, 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 slow down, or can I have this in a softer way? Um, you know, and that's another thing that's really useful. And it's one of the things I love about Ishta Yoga, that we try to proceed in a way that is careful or caring of the individual in their life so that you can practice this and still be living and not be having a lot of discomfort or challenge or getting shaken off your balance or you know, having any other kinds of problems. But we're gonna rather move slowly and let you evolve at a pace that feels right in you. So with that, we've moved through the five kleshas, ignorance or confusion, this sense of I am that is different from oneness, the attachment or attraction and repulsion that make us think that things are what's going to make me happy, and abhinivesa, this fear that if I do my practice well, I'm going to be gone, right? So we'll leave it there with the five kleshas. And if you have questions, you can always uh, check up with me in class at ishtayoga.com or you can email me at peterspodcast108 at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day, free of avidya, filled with viveka clarity. Namaste. That's today's episode. Thanks a lot for listening to Peter's podcast. I hope that you find real yoga, actual happiness, and deep living through your practice. Please support me on Patreon, rate the podcast, and I'll see you. Namaste. Namaste.